Worldwide, The Ultimate Fighter, Season 27, Episode 3, Recap, with the, my main man, who's, a, who's always on every episode. He finds his way inside every episode, and this time, it's with, is it your homie, Violent Bob Ross? Is that, is that your homie? Yeah, Violent Bob Ross, my homie. Everyone, everyone in the house, my homies. Um, but yeah, he's just, he's a, he's... Mr. Cool Calm Collected, Mr. Cool Calm Collected, as he likes to call himself. Um, yeah, we kind of got into it in this episode. You saw what happened. Yeah. Well, it didn't seem like he was too uh, calm and collected. I think the nerves were getting to him before the fight, right? Was that what the situation was that morning? Yeah. The tension was kind of high, even a little bit the day before. Obviously, the way it's because um, we all went to... We, we were all at training, I remember, and we came, and it was just like a weird vibe at the house, you know, because the first two fights that happened, uh, you had Gunther versus Joe. They were never, like, really friends, and it was early in the house. And then we had uh, Kyler and, and Brad, who uh, they were never really friends in the house. They wouldn't really hang out and have conversations. But then you had Luis and Jose. So this really, really started a divide, because, um, like, uh, most of the house, everyone was pretty cool. Everyone would be talking. And Luis and Jose were such good friends that when, when this had to break up, it kind of made, like, a bit more of a divide in the teams. And I, I don't think it was so much on the, on the blue part, but the orange team, as you can see, they're pretty, like, vocal about their team. And um, they just kind of separated themselves from us. So this fight was, like, a lot of tension building up. And everyone thought it was going to be a great fight. And it was. Um, and I think that uh, the nerves were kind of getting to Luis at that time. But, uh, but I guess he performed well still. Yeah, he did. He, uh, he, did, he did perform well. He, you know, Jose, man, that dude is tough as fuck. Like, he took a lot of punishment in that yeah, fight. One thing I realized about Jose, he had a lot of weight to cut for that fight. He was one of the bigger 155ers. And um, when he cut weight... He did it like a champ, like nothing. Like, he was eating a lot more than everyone. Like, we would try and help him out. He had his own way of doing things, which is cool. But um, after I seen him make weight, I knew this guy is mentally, like, super strong. You know, like, he's the type of person that can't be broken. And uh, that's why he, he's undefeated. That's why he's such a tough fighter. Because maybe he wasn't as skilled as the other guys or, or anything, but sometimes it the toughness overtook it. But this time, you know, he came across Luis, who, who was relentless and just kept coming, like he said, bell to bell. Yeah. Um, Jose, it seemed like, like you said, he had a lot of weight to cut. And maybe his body, his mind was there, but his body was just not reacting to the fight. And he couldn't do what he wanted to do. And Bob Ross, violent Bob Ross, went out there and just put on a clinic, man. Like, for real. Like, it was... It was dominant. Like you can't deny that, right? It was dominant. Yeah, it, it was. It was. It was a very. It, it became a very one-sided fight. Um, Jose would have like a, a a moment of like brilliance, and like you'd land something, or you'd think, uh, you would think Luis Pena is about to get knocked out because he, he gets hit with a big overhand, but just like nothing keeps coming forward. He weathered the storm and just took over, and it just got worse and worse and worse as um as the fight went on. Um, 
I'm, I don't know what the judges' scorecards were, but I'm pretty sure that the second round, I think, would have probably been a 10-8. Yeah. Um, how was your team reacting to the fight while it was going on? Because, of course, like you just said, it was getting worse and worse and worse. What was the, the morale? What was the atmosphere like? Yeah, I just, it's kind of like not again, you know? Um, you know, if it, it's hard to explain when you're in that situation. You're so amped up. You're so in the moment that you sometimes forget about things. But the thing that was making it worse was as soon as the fight is over, you had to hear it. There was no, never get any getting away from it, you know? And, and sometimes, you know, like a fighter, they, um, after a fight, they sometimes turn off their social media. They don't talk to anyone. They don't do anything. They go and hide in the corner. Well, at the Ultimate Fighter, when, when someone had a loss, there was a camera following them at all times. You know, there was people around them. Their opponent, they just beat them sitting in front of them. So it, it wouldn't make someone feel very good. You know what I mean? So every time that happened and, and fighters would see that happening over and over again, it just, it just kind of kept bringing the morale a little bit lower down because you, you know what they're feeling and you know what they're going through. And, you know, they can't get away. All they want to do is get away, and, and they can't. And, um, and it's like, I hope I don't feel like that. And that doubt starts to creep in your mind as well. That's the thing that sucks. Man, I try, man. And, try and stay positive. And, like, especially in that house, as much as I could, I didn't want to bring any negative energy around. And, like, I'm big on that. Just, you know, like, being a little bit more peaceful. You know, not trying to bring any bad energy around. So good things happen, maybe not for myself, but for everyone, you know. And um, I just didn't want to bring any negative vibes in there, but it was, it was hard to keep them away sometimes from other people, you know. They just, their mentality is like that. And, um, yeah, it just sucked at times. Is that why you reacted to Luis Pena, like, the way you did? on the on the episode when he was kind of he was talking shit to you man like he was kind of going at you because he was he was like you said his nerves was going and he was annoyed by basically anything that would be happening in the house and you kind of went over to him and said like hey you know let's you know let's chill out you know what i mean like it's not that serious is that well, why look, you reacted that way yeah exactly um much to everyone's disbelief i'm not there to be on camera acting tough. Do you know what I mean? If 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 we were in a real life situation, that is is very different. You know what I mean? People are speaking like that, knowing that nothing's gonna happen. So there's no point of wasting your energy. In my opinion, Luis barking on on um, when there's all these cameras and all these people around for people to see. For me, it's it's fake because you know nothing's going to happen. I'm not willing to uh, throw away my dream or anyone else's dream over some bullshit like that. And I'd, I'd hope he wouldn't either. And I think because fighters know that, they play off it and they start getting loud so people at home think they're real cool. But really, it's not the person that uh, that's the loudest in the room. It's usually the most quiet person that you need to watch out for. So um, I, don't want, I don't want any negative energy. Um, I didn't want anyone to be on, on, on any hate shit. I didn't want that stuff between the teams. Um, like, yeah, I'd make comments and people would think that I'm a smartass or something. But everything I say was pretty jokeful and people got really, really hurt by it. You know, I, I'm 
from Australia and we love banter. You know, you, you, we, we give each other shit all day. And um, I think the sense of humor over in the States wasn't kind of uh, getting over them. Like, I'm a smart ass, but, you know, I was just, I was just enjoying my time and that's all I wanted. Um, when Luis was trying to bring my vibe down and shit, I was like, you know what? Don't worry about that. Because I'm not going to hit him. I'm not, like, I'm not a, an animal or something and go and, like, just lose my mind and, and hit him. I'm not an idiot, you know? He is an idiot because he can't control his emotions. All he talks about is being cool, calm, and collected. But we've seen him already lose his shit a few times and it's going to keep happening. Well, but, you could have took, it, you that, took that, it to that, a different that, way. In that yeah. situation. Oh, 100%. I could have turned around and said, well, fuck you then. What the fuck are you going to do? I'm going to be loud about it, yada, yada, yada. But really, then that would be me just trying to, like, act tough and, like, be going down to his level. Do you know what I mean? Like I said, I'm not – I don't want – I never wanted to go into the house and say anything to cause an issue with someone to get more TV time. You know, that's why I squashed it. If I wanted to act tough for everyone at home, I would have been like, well, fuck you. I'm going to do this and this and that, or I'm going to stay loud. But what's the point of that? You know, like no one was ever going to do anything. It would be fake. Why? Because both of us know we can't hit each other. I'm not going to hit someone in that house. It's just he's fighting that day, right? (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm going to go and fight the guy the day of his weigh-in. You know? But uh, it's... It's funny how that, like a lot of people would like see that and be like, "Oh, well, you should have said this and this." Fuck him. But like, where would that have led to? Would it led to him talking more shit and more unnecessary content on me on the Ultimate Fighter? Like, you know, more push and shove for an ad, and then um, and then we'll be all be let down because no one actually punched the person. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, speaking of people that are loud, you know. Also on this episode, Delani made his appearance, you know, on the episode in the truck. He's arguing with Jose. They're going back and forth. Um, you know, is he is he a good shit talker, you think, Delani? Or is he just like all fun and games? Is he really serious about what he's saying? Uh, yes and no. Yes and no. All right. Delani is a very, very, very smart person. He, he is extremely intelligent. And if you speak to him, like, he has no common sense, but he's got a lot of street smarts. He is a very wise person. And um, he says he is from that life. And I know back home, I'm sure he has, is around that life in some way. Everyone knows someone or something or is someone or something. But, um, as far as is it real? Not really, because he he would he would start those those fights on purpose, um, trying to get people to react to him. You know, um, he is a loudmouth guy, but he means well. He's a fun, he's like a really really funny guy. There was times when I got angry at him in the house, like in that situation, uh, like. Eventually, like, we went back into the house, and I was like, it's, it's going a little bit too far now, you know? Like, it, it's going on and on. You see, in the van, when they were arguing, I was just kind of lightening the mood up and laughing and stuff like that. When they'd go off the charts, um, I just kind of got under my skin. But Delani means well. I think uh, Jose and Delani got into a miscommunication. 
you know, like when Jose made a comment or something about his money. But the way the argument kind of went is uh, they were talking about spending money or something. And Jose made like some little comment. And then Delani went over the top with it. <laughs> Delani realized that the camera was on. And when Delani realizes the camera was on, he overplayed it. He wasn't as angry as he was trying to make out. You yeah, know, he so. went. He went like he's talking about like you broke and man. If you got money like that, you're not gonna talk like that. Come on, it's just like think, like you said, it's nonsense. They know what? They know why it comes in with like no jewelry on, normal jeans, some nice Adidas shoes. You know, just chilling every time. Like with a shirt that like doesn't even have a brand on it. Usually, like you wouldn't see a brand on it, but I'm sure it costs like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> but like he never shows it. Delani Delani is what I call Instagram famous. Oh, definitely, definitely, you know. Um now you he, said that he he's he's one of the guys that like he was my roommate. Delani was my roommate. And if anyone knows before we went on to the Ultimate Fighter, they had the MMA junkie interviews and they had me and Delani kind of like talking shit. That Delaney talking and then me ripping on him. <laughs> and, uh, just shows you should never judge someone based on what you see on Instagram. Um, you know, like Delaney's a cool guy. I really like him. Yeah, yeah. But do you think a lot of that tension was, you know, Jose cutting weight? Also, you guys losing every fight so far in, you know, in the show. Does that all kind of start to boil now? Do, do I? Play, do I think it played a part in Jose's game? Yeah. No, nah, not just, really. Or just like the, the atmosphere of the team. <laughs> yeah, the atmosphere of the, of the team started like really dropping down, you know, as like people started falling off. Like, I hate to say this, but when guys lost, like I was always trying to be like super supportive and, and like real cool. But uh, there's only so long that you can be down about it for before you start bringing everyone else around you down. So when a few guys had lost, you know, they'd be upset and they have a right to be upset. But um, when they're constantly upset around you and you're training around these people or you're, you're around these people, it, it does get a little bit hard because they, all they talk about then is losing and I lost and I lost. And I don't like to put those things in my head before a fight. So it did kind of bring a few people down. I don't think it brought Jose down. I think if anything brought Jose down, it was purely the weight cut. I don't think he was dealing with like stress like too much. He seemed like he was just a pretty like switched on guy um, that doesn't like really stress out about a lot. So I think that um, it was just the, the physical, the physical toll it took on his body. And I think that Luis was just better than him. Mm. You know, um, I think he, he showed that he was more skilled. He's well-rounded, you know, um, but Jose is a, a tough, 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 tough guy. I spoke about it on the episode, but they didn't show it. Uh, I was saying, like, that was one of the, like, the hardiest fights I've ever seen. Like, you know, the guy was just staying in there, and he could have given up, and, or he could have taken a knee a few times, and whatever, but he just didn't want to stop, you know. Tough fight, good guy. Now, you got Daniel Cormier. This is starting to become a theme also, is him clashing with his fighters, if you notice. Yeah. 
every yeah. fighter up in their preparations or you know last episode you had thailand clark now this episode you have you know violent bob ross kind of argue with him about something i guess it was because of his hand and he wasn't training that hard but when your hand is injured it's kind of hard to hit something you know especially when you're prepping for a fight well he said i don't think his hand was really that injured he said his hand was injured after but he was saying he got the injury because of the gloves at the start. He said he got it before, but he never complained about it until his hands went in the glove. Oh, also, um, also, also, he said the shit-ass gear. So, he, basically, he shed on all the gear in the tough house, you know. Yeah, he, and he did, he did. He, he shed it on it, like, right there, man. Like, it, was, it wasn't a good thing to say. Yeah, oh, it's a horrible thing to say. The thing is... Anything that's free is not shit to me. I don't care. <laughs> if someone gives something to me for free, it's not shit. It's like, it is what it is. If someone gave me something that didn't work and it was for free, I'd say, oh, okay, well, it was for free. What do you expect? But, um, but some, like, guys like Luis, right, they, like, we have, like, an order sheet at the house. Like, we can order things, like, if we really need them, like a request list. Luis was always requesting, like if he'd request, say, I don't know, say he ordered a shirt. Now you can get a like a, a $5 shirt that's a, like a black shirt, or you can get like a $100 shirt that looks exactly the same, but is a better brand, right? Luis would write down specifically that he wants that brand, right? <laughs> so he would like be like, I want Ray-Ban glasses, you know, make sure they're black. Like he would make sure that he was getting the best thing. And if he didn't get it, he was going to let everyone know. Like, he would not stop complaining about everything. Like, that would get him sushi or something. Like, say, for instance, he wanted, um, I don't know, sashimi. Right? So, he would order sashimi and then it would get some other thing. But it was, like, similar. But he would complain and throw it out. I would be like, a lot of the guys got like that over the season. And I don't think that it was Daniel Cormier so much that um, was clashing with his fighters. I think the fighters are clashing with Daniel Cormier. If wow. you see, uh, like, he's doing a good job coaching. Um, you know, obviously, I didn't see everything in their training sessions, but he looks like he's, uh, he's really putting in a lot of work for him. And at the end of the day, you don't speak back to your coach. Like, no matter what, you don't speak back to your coach. Especially um, when he's the light heavyweight champion of the world, too. I, you know what? Even if even if he wasn't the light heavyweight champion, if he has the role of your coach and someone that's helping you, you should never talk shit to him. You know, like you just do what he says, and like just try and train your mind out. That you, like he said, you can't get frustrated with him. He's there to help us. That's like if I ever got angry or whatever at Stepe or any of our coaches, Mark. It, it's on me at the end of the day. They say what I do and I do it, you know, and you'll see that over the season. At the end, like it's my career and stuff like that, but when someone's put in charge and someone's there to lead, you just have to have to go with that leader, you know. That's my opinion. That's, that's me. And maybe that's me because I coach a lot of fighters as well and I would want my fighters to just believe in me when I'm saying things. And um, and and that connection needs needs to kind of be there. Yeah. Speaking of coaches, I saw that the baddest man on the planet, 
was one of your coaches for a little while, Joe Warren. Joe oh, Warren. How was Joe Warren, man? Joe Warren is fucking insane. <laughs> like, he is the craziest man I've ever met in my life. I would be in the sauna, like, chilling out, and he would come in there, make it even hotter, splash all this water on it, and, like, we're dying in the sauna, but he won't stop moving. He'll jump up and he'll tell you a story about when he wrestled in this world championship. And training with him is fucking a scary thing as well. <laughs> he goes 100%. Like, he knows nothing but fucking going 100%. Rolling around with him was fucking fun. You know, he's, he's a good guy. He's, he's insane, but in the best way possible. <laughs> Oh, man, he is nuts. Man, he, I wish I wish that they show him more on The Ultimate Fighter. If they showed more <laughs> of Joe, uh, they showed, he would be as popular as Gunther. Well, Gunther actually hasn't been on the show, you know, like the last couple of times. But he's coming. He, he, try, they, like, I haven't, I haven't seen too far ahead. Um, but uh, I would hope that they show more of Gunther. He had some fucking amazing tricks in there. Mm. And like, I don't know. You'll, you'll see talents of, of the fighters over this season. You'll see a few talents. The, uh, who, who's on next week? Kyla. Oh no, not Kyla. Um, Bryce. Jay. Bryce and Jay. You'll see oh. Bryce has some talents of his own. You know, and you'll, <laughs> you'll see us in the backyard seeing his talents. Well, with this, um, episode, episode three. Was there anything that you saw that they took out during the lead up to this fight? No, like they didn't. They didn't take it. They didn't really take anything out um, to lead up to this fight. Um, it was just like it, it was. It was what it was, really. You know, obviously, like. You got to remember, we're having like ten-minute conversations sometimes, ten-minute arguments, or someone else might even be in the middle of an argument, but they get cut out because they've they've got to make it relevant in inside a minute or two minutes. So you guys won't see every word that we say in like a lot of arguments, but um, but it's all all pretty much it. Like you know, Luis shows that he's an emotional dude. <laughs> um. What else? Thailand shows that he's an emotional dude. Um, what is it? What else? What else have we seen about like arguments and stuff? Trust me, oh, you guys haven't seen nothing yet. The the house is gonna get flipped upside down soon. Yeah, it seems like Cormier's team is a lot of emotional dudes. You know, like a lot of dudes that are kind of uh, they they let DC kind of get under their skin a little bit, and DC. Um, I actually interviewed John Fitch uh, not too long ago, and I asked him about DC because, you know, DC put out his dick in the last, the previous episode, right? So I asked him about that, and he's all like, John Fitch was even saying, DC just is, that's just a normal thing for him. Like, he just does that normally, you know? So I'm pretty sure in the future episodes, there's going to be some more shit that DC does that we don't know about yet. Man, this was a good season. Like I said, I, I haven't seen... I like how much of what they're going to show. But um, but what do you think about the season so far? After the first three episodes, what do you think? I think that they, they've done a good job kind of 
what I what I like about uh, the Ultimate Fighter is like this the background story of all the fighters, which is yeah. really important. And I think that a lot of these dudes have a good story behind them. You know, what I mean, like Bob Ross, Ryan Bob Ross, he has a good story. Even Jose, his story. You know, like yeah. his daughter and his family and everything. You know, like that that shows like that these people are real. What that's what I like about it. And the fights are just the bonus. I really want to kind of know these fighters. Me and and how the coaches coach these fighters because it's a very interesting dynamic of like these fighters that come from all around the world from all these different camps and then they're there for a short period of time but you have to coach them to fight but yeah. you're really not coaching them to fight you're just kind of like guiding them to win yeah, yeah like like i said the hard, the hard work it was already done before we had gotten there if we were meant to win we we're meant to win um you know, uh, like, how much uh, is someone going to teach us in, in that short amount of time? You know, these people are there kind of to mentor us. They're just to give us a new mentality. And that's the thing. More than, like, I didn't learn any magic tricks or I didn't learn too, too many of these crazy things out there. What I learned coming back from the Ultimate Fighter was more about the fight itself. Like, how to approach the fight, how to, um, how to open your eyes in the fight and, and mixing it up. And a lot of things, just MMA in, in general. Like People are like, I learned this move, like a guillotine, or I learned this new footlock. I learned just how to fight in general mm. you know, on that show. And, that's, and why did that happen? Because I was around only other elite fighters or known to be elite fighters. And, um, you know, so it, it kind of brings out the best in you. And when you're in there, it's like a concentration game you know you kind of learn do you think that you came back also as a better coach because you know you have a lot of fighters you know in your team that you coach so by watching like how to handle a fighter after they lose or after they win what to say to them and see kind of like what the other coaches say to the you know the fighters and how they handle it does it help you did it help me seeing that before like, yeah on the show on the show like and then coming back yeah, a lot, really, but yes and no. It's, it's hard to kind of answer. Like, I saw a lot of how other fighters obviously react. I've seen how Stipe's team kind of react to wins and losses, and I've seen how, like, kind of um, Cormier's teams reacted to wins and losses. And it's nothing I haven't seen before. Like, every fighter is different, and I think every emotion that a coach shows after every fight is always different you never have the same emotion twice towards a, like a loss or a win you know every loss and win is very different and i i, I kind of seen that so like for instance in the first episode when gunther lost it was one completely different uh scenario where stipe would say this and this and try and keep everyone and then when uh kyler lost it was something completely different because kyler just didn't show up and has so much different feel. And I, I kind of realized being there that you can never, no two wins are the same, no two losses are the same. Everyone is different and, and you, you have to approach everyone on the spot. You have to react to them on the spot. You can't, you can't have like a pre-thought script of what you're going to say to a fighter after a loss because you never know how that fight's going to go. If you kind of get what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Cause I, uh, you know, like I talk to a lot of coaches too. I don't really interview coaches, but I talk to them about 
how they handle things. And you are also a coach yourself, but you, then you are a fighter at the same time. Yeah. But talking with fighters after they lose, I think that is something like, in the, like mentally, you know what I mean? Like it's one of the hardest things to do because you can't talk to the same person or the different people the same way. Everybody handles it differently, like you said earlier. Exactly. And like so, the fighters react differently to how you say it. Sometimes, you know, they, sometimes they need a reality check. Sometimes they don't. Sometimes they don't need to hear those harsh things just yet or, or whatever it is. And you have to approach each. And that's the thing. And that's the thing about having, like knowing a fighter. And like you can't know someone really in a month, mm. you know. So for you to know the fighter and connect with them, it was hard for, for Stipe or Mark or anyone to kind of connect with the guys in that way and understand how they're going to react or how they, they react to all these situations, you know? For sure. Um, now next week you got Bryce, a featherweight, like your weight division. You got Bryce against Joe. How old is Joe? Cause Jay. he looks older than everybody. Jay, Jay was, uh, Jay is, oh, a, Jay. Jay, yeah, Jay was 32. So he was the same age as Gunther. He's the same age as Delani. Um, a few of the guys are uh, in their thirties. Oh yeah, he looked much older though than, like, say, like a Delani or or a Gunther. I don't know. Just... I think Jay is meant to be a fat man. He's got like a little fat man body, mm. but his face is like real droopy from cutting weight. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think he was fat. If he was a bit chunkier, he wouldn't look as old. Before I let you go, I wanted to ask you about uh, Tyler Diamond was saying that. Uh, I read somewhere that he was saying that some of you, like, some of you guys fought twice on the same day. Like, there was two different fights on the same day. He was saying something about that. Like, two of the fights happened on the same day, and he wasn't able to watch one of the fights because he was cornering his team. Is that true? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what it, I, exactly. I forgot what he said, but he was saying something like that. So you don't, you don't know. Do? I don't know. Okay. What we should do is I'll get Tyler Diamond onto the show. Okay. Okay. Can we do like a three-way like? Oh, definitely. Me? Definitely. Yeah. Okay. After the next episode, I'll, wait. Where are you right now in the world? I'm in Korea. Are you in Korea? Yeah. Man, I thought you were from America. Man, we. Were, I met you in Korea. I know, but I thought you flew. I thought you were important enough to fly over to Korea. Nah, man, I'm in Korea. I thought you're like a big time journalist. I, I wish. I wish. <laughs> um, okay, so you're in Korea. What time is it in Korea right now? It is one thirty. One thirty afternoon. Is it? Yeah. What? We're only like half an hour different. Yeah, an hour oh. difference. Oh, really? Uh, well. In America right now, where they are, it should be about eight nine o'clock at night, I think. Just mm. where he is in California, so I think after the next episode, right, I'll get like a three way thing with me and Tyler, and, and I'll tell him how I feel. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Well, you know, maybe we might have to throw in a three way for the next couple of episodes and get you know a couple of the other guys. Yeah, well, whoever, if on. anyone wants to see any of the guys on, yeah. I will. Instagram them and I'll just be like, hey, stop being a dick. Um, come on to this show. Now, they're all cool. They're all, they'll all come on and, and talk some shit. But fuck Tyler Diamond. <laughs> just kidding. Hey, just uh, kidding. Uh, the last, ep I think it was the last episode you were, you kind of went in on uh, 
Leslie Smith. Did you ever get any nasty messages? Man, I copped some abuse. I copped some abuse. People are like, fuck you. You want to suck the UFC's dick? Blah, blah, blah. Like, Leslie came in, like, hard on me. But fuck that bitch. She responded. And then she erased her tweet. Which is... Because she's weak. (laughs) Because she knew, like, I don't care what she's saying. Like... It's not going to change my opinion, so why did she write it? Like, I state my opinion because I want to state my opinion. Don't, like, if, if you come with a rebuttal, I will come back with another one. If you don't want to keep arguing, then, then don't bother. Like, it, it, it was stupid. Like, what I said, what I said, obviously, it wasn't taken out of con- context because I don't like her. I don't like what she's, she's doing, right? But... Her reasoning for this, like her thinking my reason for saying this is to suck up to the UFC or like for someone to see it or something like that. And that's not the case. I doubt anyone from the UFC is even going to see this because I've said things on the show, right, that I'd already be in trouble for. So I don't think anyone is watching this. But <laughs> what, what, I, what I was trying to say is uh, there is millions and millions and millions of fighters around the world right now who dream of fighting in the UFC. Mm-hmm. They don't dream of fighting in Bellator. They don't dream of fighting in a king of some combat or whatever the fuck show it is. Or they dream soda. of fighting. <laughs> Huh? Soda. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The soda show? The porn place? Yeah. No, that is a dream. Sorry. I will <laughs> say that. But kids dream of fighting in the UFC. Fighters dream of fighting in the UFC. Now, if, if one fighter or a group of fighters or whoever was to go in and and like kill the UFC and and like sue them for all this money um, and the UFC went away what happens then millions of people lose out on their dream because Leslie Smith wants to get paid more do you know are you, do you kind of get what I'm trying to say yeah, like I know what like you're she's someone she's someone who who if 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 she bought, imagine if she bought down the UFC. And I, this goes out to anyone who, who's signing on to it. Imagine if you guys did bring down the UFC. And then they're like, okay, cool, fighters can get paid and they can get taken care of, but there's no organization to do it. Where are you going to go? Like I said, no one dreamt of waking up and saying, I want to fight in Bellator. No one dreamt that people grow up and they want to fight for the UFC, you know? Um, there's money, there's fame, there's all these things that a lot of fighters take into consideration and then there's ambition. You know, you're right now, because of the money that you're not getting paid, you may want to ruin another fighter's ambition of wanting to fight for the UFC, not even be a champion, but have a career in the UFC. You know, she was, I think she got paid like 60-something thousand for her last fight to not fight. If someone gave me $60,000, I don't care if you had to pay your coaches 10% or your manager 10% and, and you lost a bit because of your training fees and this and that. You still got received $60,000, you know, for an eight-week camp. And people are like, oh, what's an eight-week eight camp? Oh, I've been training my whole life. Yes, we get it. But for eight weeks of work, you just got $60,000, right? And you're meant to be doing something you love, like, It's not great. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like I said, like, I don't fight for money. I don't fight for anything. She's like, oh, yeah, I'm sure you fighters would fight for free. 
No, I'd fight for, I'd fight for, for, because I like it. Because I didn't fight thinking that I'm going to make a million. Who, how many people do you think walked into their gym on the first day saying, I want to become a millionaire from this thing? They walked into the gym just wanting to learn how to fight. You know, they want to walk into the gym not wanting to get bullied and then it progressed. You know what I mean? People lose sight of that. People lose sight of what helped them. For but, sure, yeah. man. Well, yeah, it's just like people are attacking for no reason. You know, everybody has their opinion, man. You don't have to attack somebody. Like people are, yeah. people are sending me, like I didn't even say anything. And people are sending me racist shit. You know what I mean? Like, it's you, like. I, you are Asian. <laughs> you are Asian. <laughs> you are Asian. Yeah, man. Hey. Well, um, yeah, man. Like, next week, can you give us anything before we, you know, shut this down? Yeah. Um, Bryson, Bryson J, Bryson J, Bryson J. Uh, the Bryson J are two completely, completely different guys. Like, what? Like, Jay's obviously the older, wiser, wiser guy. Bryce is like a young, crazy kid, and you'll see that on this episode. He he'll climb trees and he'll climb on on in on top of the roof, and he was always getting told off for doing some crazy shit. So you got to tune into this episode. You'll see us making some things in the backyard and and getting a little bit crazy, and and you'll hear two completely different people, two completely different stories uh, that turns out to be uh, a good fight. All right, man. Uh, it's good talking to you, and uh, we'll see what happens next week. And I'll talk to you next week, man. Take care. No problem. Thank you. See ya. All right.